we're back hey y'all what is going on it has been a minute since i have gotten on here um five months to be exact um i haven't said anything posted anything since august of last year and this year is the year where i am executing and moving forth with my dreams and what god has put in my heart to do so i will be back doing this a lot more frequently like i was in the very very beginning but i'm just i'm happy to be back what i wanted to talk about today was um patience and enjoying the journey while you wait so this year at my church we are talking about dreaming again and what that looks like sometimes is even though you do have dreams and you do have goals sometimes you still have to be diligent and work while you're in the process of waiting and sometimes it's going to take um some patience for me specifically um god has been working with me on being patient i can say i'm patient to a degree only because my profession and what i do right now which is i teach sixth graders so i have to have some type of patience in order to do my job and um other than that, I can honestly say outside of my job, when it comes to the things that God is wanting me to do or God is showing me a glimpse of and, and is telling me that's the promise, but you got to do a little bit of work and you got to wait until you get there. And I haven't always been comfortable with that. So I took it upon myself this year. This is a side note, but it kind of ties into what I'm talking about. Anyway, I took it upon myself to um, start my locker journey. And anybody that knows me knows how much I love my hair, knows how much I change my hair. I could be curly tomorrow and straight the very next day. Like, I change my hair frequently. It's never um, something that's stagnant. It's never you know, nothing that stays a certain style for a long time. Now, if I have braids, of course, it'll stay in at the max for two months. But deciding to do this lock journey, I am forcing myself to have a level of patience that I haven't experienced before. And I decided to do it only because... I know that even though my hair is long enough, like I'm not going, you know what I'm saying, through the baby roach stage. I can't do that. I won't do that. Um, but going I, going through that stage of not, well, not having to go through that stage, sorry. And with my hair being long enough, it'll be about, about shoulder length, maybe. However... It's still a process because I still have to allow my hair to form into its 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 lock, if that's the right terminology. But allowing my hair to form into a different a different state, and 
that's gonna be a little hard for me because I know I've done my research. I'm like, oh, my hair is gonna look like this. You know, a few months from now, it's gonna be, it's gonna look really nice. However, I gotta sit here with these coils in my head until they form. That's gonna take, that's gonna take a few months, and I, don't, I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna do that. Like, I, I really just want to have it put all together. So I'm doing this. One, because I, I really do want locks. But two, it's it's really for me to extra, exercise my level of patience and enjoying the journey with my hair. So I will keep y'all updated on that and let you know how it goes. But let's get into um, some scripture ref- references, what I want to talk about, um, what the revelation that I got when I read these scriptures. As always, I encourage you all to go read it for yourself. Do not just take my word for it because God may give you something completely different um, than what I'm telling you, or he may give you a little bit more extra than what I'm telling you. But still, you should always want to know and read things for yourself to get your own knowledge and your own understanding. So I have two scriptures um, they're a little long, but necessary. So the first scripture that I have is Genesis 6. So I'm just going to give a background story about Genesis 6. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but I am going to read Genesis 8, 6, and 16. So starting with the background story with Genesis 6. So this is a time where obviously um, we're basically talking about Noah and the ark right? And God is telling Noah to build this giant ark. And Noah's telling everybody, it's going to flood. It's going to flood. And everybody's like, you're crazy. It ain't going to flood. However, God sent the flood um, purposely because, you know, back in Genesis 6, the sons of God were sent to earth to help bring back humanity. Um, However, (laughs) They saw the daughters of the earth and procreated with them, which resulted in creating um, these giants, right? Um, And with these giants, they begin to oppress physically and take advantage of the people around them, resulting into more sin. So because of that, God was like, all right, let me go ahead and just wipe y'all out because this this is too much and y'all doing too much y'all not obeying me y'all not listening to me cool we just gonna start over so now i'm gonna read genesis 8 6 and 16 and it reads then he sent out a raven which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth he also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground but the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot and she returned into the ark to him for the waters were on the face of the whole earth so he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to himself and he waited yet another seven days and again he sent out the dove from the ark then the dove came to him in the evening and behold a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth and no one knew that the waters had receded from the earth so he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove which did not return again to him anymore 
So the points that I got from that or just the context, not necessarily my points or my revelation, but the context. Um, so it had been about around this time. They're in the ark. It's 40 days, 40 nights at this point. And Noah is sending out a dove to see basically, you know what I'm saying? If the coast is clear, can we come out? Like what's, what's really going on? Um, and my question that I want to pose to you all is how many times has God told you to do something and he doesn't really give you a time frame or for how long to do it? So I think a lot of times God will say, hey, I need you to do this. And he's not going to tell you for how long, exactly when you'll be out of that season or out of that space. He's just trying to see if you're going to be obedient and some we're we're people of human nature and we're always wanting to know okay yeah i i can do this god but but for how long like why why am i doing this and you know and sometimes god may not always tell us why because it's in the the art of the journey that allows us or reveals to us why we are doing what we're doing All right, so in those moments, I believe that one, our faith comes in and we are to trust the process and two, enjoying the journey while you wait is having patience. So that's what patience look like. Not necessarily, um, yes, you're focused on the promise, of course, but actually being present with where you are. And how to perfect where you where you are in that moment to get to your promise. Um, one thing I did want to point out is that while I was reading through my text, and I have you know footnotes at the bottom of my Bible, and it stated that Noah had like a window or like a like a small opening within the ark, and he could see towards the mountaintop. So he could see you know the top of the mountain. And if the water was receding or if the water was still at its height. So I think the small, intricate detail is so important. And I say that because Noah um, could only see a small piece of the promise, which was the mountaintop. And yet he still had to be in a position until it was the right time or for God's timing for him to come out of the ark. So... I took that for me and to kind of reveal to us, especially, like I said, with the theme that that's going on with dreaming again, like we know the promise. We know the dreams that God has showed us. We know that um, where we want to go, where God has placed us, um, where God is trying to take us. And it may not always look like, a beeline to the promise. You may have to take a couple lefts. You may have to take a couple rights. You may have to stop and you may have to wait until God's like, all right, stop right here. Sit right here. Let me, you know, make sure the coast is clear and let me move forward. Another thing I wanted to point out is had Noah would have not waited, right? Had he would have not sent out a dove not consulted with God in a sense. Um, hey, is it okay for me to, to move forth with this? Had he would have just pursued it because he wanted to, 
it may have either destroyed him and his family or it may have um put a delay on the promise right all right my next point um i also think it is important to note that noah sent out a dove more than once more than once and my revelation from that is that it's okay to check in with god it's okay to be in constant you're supposed to be in constant communication with him anyway but it's okay to be in constant communication and ask am i able to go forth with this dream this assignment etc and sometimes we may not um excuse me sorry sometimes he may not say what you're supposed to be doing but you have to keep working right like not necessarily not tell you what you're not supposed to be doing but not giving you every single step like he gives you one step at a time to pursue and once you're obedient with those steps he continues to give you more steps to get to your promise i also wanted to point out the olive branch and you all may know what the olive branch symbolizes but i'm gonna say it anyway um symbolizes peace and god won't ever i feel like god won't ever isolate you in a place if it wasn't to protect you when he lets whatever it is pass that is trying to destroy you he will send a sense of peace that surpasses all understanding and that gives you the okay to move forward so while you're waiting, while you're being patient, while you're still working diligently in your your window of patience, right? Um, allow God to send that peace to you. Allow Receive the peace that God is sending to you, that everything is going to be okay and that he's making you uh, wait for a reason. And it's not to harm you. It's not to, you know, it's actually to build... I believe your stamina is actually to build, you know what I'm saying, your strength. Because what if God always gave us what we wanted, when we wanted, how we wanted it? We would be a whole mess. I know I would. I don't know about y'all. I'm going to speak for myself. I would be a mess if God gave me every single thing that I wanted. Right? So that's another point that I wanted to address and then my last one for this scripture is um well this ties into the second scripture so i'm not gonna get into that just yet i'll come back to that what i will say is patience take patience excuse me takes commitment and my next question that I want to pose to you all, can you be committed to the promise or more so the journey? Like Noah, when he was only able to get a glimpse of that mountaintop through that small little opening, that small window or whatever it was, something where he could see out of the boat, um, he still chose to be committed. And that's how we have to be. Like, it's going to be uncomfortable. Your season of patience is not going to be comfortable at all it's just not like that's just the reality um but are you able to still be committed are you able to still say god and be honest like it's okay to be honest with i listen i tell god all the time i don't like this 
I'm gonna do it, but I don't like it. I I don't, I don't necessarily want to. I don't understand why, but I'm gonna do it. With the look, with the with the heart of service, I'm I'm gonna do it. I just I don't see it right now. And sometimes it's not for us to see. It's not for us to know because he sees everything. He knows everything. He is able to um, construct our paths for us. So it's just kind of like, it's kind of like, God is like the realest person on your team. Like I, I kind of want y'all to understand that. Like you got somebody who can see things that are coming to you thousands, two years, three years, a month, a day, millisecond. Like he's able to see everything that is coming to you, good or bad. And you mean to tell me you don't want to have that person on your team? You don't want to have that person to consult with that that knows what's going to happen i know i do so when you look at it from that perspective it's just kind of like oh okay you know god got my best interest at heart i'm asked to see if you know if i can move this way but if he's like nah just chill just wait a little bit i can be like oh, okay obviously you know something that i don't know so and you ain't never felt me yet so, I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and do what you asked me to do. That's how I look at it. I'm not saying, because we're all human, I'm not saying it's not easy. I'm not saying um, I always think like that, because I don't. But in most cases, once I get my emotions I mean, I feel my emotions, of course, but once I get out of my emotions and actually look at it and weigh my options, God has never failed me yet. Whenever he's told me to do something and I didn't, I was always good. Going over to the flip side, when I didn't do what he asked me to do, when I did what I wanted to do, I wasn't good. So it's just kind of like I weigh my options and it always comes out to let me just go ahead and do what God asked me to do. All right. So the next scripture that I have is Samuel 13, 18 and 14. So I am going to read that to you all. Did I say 18? I'm at eight. My bad. Samuel 8. Samuel 13, excuse me, I'm messing up y'all, my bad. First Samuel 13, eight through 14. There we go. So let me go back. Okay, so it says, now Samuel waited seven days according to appointed time, which Samuel had set. I'm sorry, now Saul waited seven days according to the appointed time, which Samuel had set. But Samuel had not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered away from Saul. So Saul said, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering, which was forbidden to do. As soon as he finished the offering, the burnt offering, Samuel finally came. Saul went out to meet 
and to welcome him. But Samuel said, what have you done? Saul said, since I saw the people were scattered away from me and that you did not come within the appointed time and that the Philistines were assembling at Mitchmash. Therefore, I said, now that the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal and I have not asked for the Lord's favor by making supplication to him. So I forced myself to offer the burnt offering. Samuel said to Saul, you have acted foolishly. You have not kept the commandments of the Lord your God, which he commanded you for if you had obeyed, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not endure. The Lord has sought out for himself a man, David, after his own heart. And the Lord has appointed him as leader and ruler over his people because you have not kept or obeyed what the Lord commanded you. So context back in those times um, in the land of Israel, right? There was the first book of Samuel. This was a period of time where Israel was transitioning from a theocracy that is led by God to a monarchy, which is led by a king with that power comes with, spiritual counsel and Samuel had to obviously was Saul's spiritual counsel to make sure that Saul was doing what he's supposed to do in the eyes of the Lord right so Saul who used to be Paul and Paul used to kill people like Christians he saw that you were a Christian and would and would like murk you for real um but once he you know got saved came to Christ God appointed him king um, and in this specific text, the scriptures that I read, there was an army that was basically trying to come and kill Saul and his and his army. That's just the base, you know, the moral of the story. So Saul sought out counsel from Samuel on what to do. And Samuel specifically told him, wait seven days. I'm going to come back. Once I come back, we'll make the offering. We'll talk to God together. But don't do anything until I come back, right? Until I come back. So with this story, I wanted to, my own revelation with that is don't be impatient and move out of position. And I say that because scripture tells us in Galatians 6 and 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good and just just at the right time we will reap a harvest of a blessing if we do not give up so i say that to say when we are out of position that's not saying that god isn't able to still work out our situation because anything that he does whether he is purposely putting us in a delay or if he is excelling us it's all going to be for his good for the good of you and for the glory of him regardless however Saul a whole lot of things transpired all because he was disobedient and not patient in that particular moment so if you read post context of all that happening Saul did stay king for many years after that however God's hand was not on it and this is just a side note you can still be doing something 
You can still be great at something. You can still excel in at something and God's hand can not be on it because of your skill level. You know what I'm saying? Because of your intelligence, because of your knowledge. Yeah, you can still be great at something. You can still excel at something, but it's a different type of elevation. It's a different type of, um, I don't know the, what word to describe it, but it's just, it's a different type of energy, right? It's a different type of anointing when God's hand is on it and God is providing for you. God is making sure that you're good as opposed to you providing for yourself and you're making things happen on your own, exhausted, don't know how you're going to do this, don't know how you're going to do that because you're you're out of position now because you were disobedient and you weren't patient. So with that, I will also say that it's not wise to not be patient because with Saul, again, like I said in the post context, he reigned king for many many years until david became of age until it was david's time to come in into power and with that saul knew you know what i'm saying saul knew oh this is the one that god has chosen i'm mad i'm envious i'm gonna try and kill him on multiple occasions i'm gonna try and kill him and that's another side point that i want to point out whenever you are not patient and you move out of God's will and you're disobedient and you know God basically says well guess I'm gonna have to get somebody else to do it right I'm, I'm gonna have to get somebody else to do it because you you weren't listening to me and so then we see other people when we have dreams right this is all coming together, I promise. When we have dreams, when we have goals, and God is telling us to do things in order, decent and in order, and we move out of order, and then God says, okay, well, I'm going to appoint somebody else to do it because they're going to listen to me. And you see that. You then become envious. You then become, you know, jealous, all, all that stuff. All because you simply just did not want to wait, right? So my closing point, I would say that ties both of them together, something that I noticed. And within both scriptures, the number seven is used. The number seven is used multiple times in Genesis and once in Samuel, first Samuel. And the scripture reference, not scripture reference, the number seven represents completion, right? So it made me think and it made me wonder, okay, God, well, if the number seven, and that even goes to when God created the earth, right? He rested on the seventh, the seventh day. So completion. If in either one of these, well, one story, he did wait seven days, right? Twice and consulted with God. So that's what you, that's what you should do. But in the second scripture reference with Saul, he didn't wait those seven days. Had he would have just waited, 
everything would have been taken care of. Everything would have been completed. Now, God still ended up allowing Israel to win, you know, win that war, win that battle with the Philistines. But, I mean, it was difficult. It was hard. They had to jump through extra hoops and bounds to get the job done when they didn't necessarily have to do that had Saul would have just been obedient and waited to give his burnt offering like Samuel told him to. So a lot of times when we are impatient, we get out of order. That's not to say God, because God factors in what you, what you going to do, your mistakes, your mess ups. He factors all of that in. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not like it can't be fixed. However, why, why would you risk going through extra, doing extra, burning yourself out when you could have just been patient and God literally, literally could have taken care of it for you and all you had to do was just walk through the promise? How many times? I've done that before. And then after the fact, and then and then even then, and this just came to me now. Even then, when you when you actually get get to the promise, right? It may not even be everything that God originally had for you. So you got promise. You got the overall promise. It has everything. Every single everything. It's like it's like buying a car. I'm gonna use this as an example. It's like, and I'll use me as a personal example. So I had a car, my very first car that I got when I was in high school, my junior year of high school. It was a, a wonderful car. It was a Ford Focus, had heated seats, Bluetooth, cute little lights in my car. So at night, if I wanted to, you know, change the color to red or blue or whatever I was feeling, you know, I felt. I felt established. It was a good car. And it was good on gas when gas was only like $15, $20. It's not like that now. But anywho, it was a good car. Ended up getting into um, a wreck. My car got totaled. And as I was, I was so anxious, right? I was so like, oh my God, I have been having this car for a minute. I'm not taking nobody's bus. I don't, I'm not asking nobody to give me no ride nowhere. Like I need to find a car. I need to find a car as soon as possible. I need to find a car. And as I was looking for my car, not saying that the car that I have is bad because it's not, I'm blessed. It gets me from point A to point B. It's not a bad car. Still good on gas. You know what I'm saying? Not, not a bad car, but because I was so impatient because I did not, you know what I'm saying, actually look at other options and ask God, God, what, which car do I need to get? Which car is going to be good? What is it? Right? I ended up getting the car. Like I said, I'm blessed for my car. I'm not saying that I'm not, but I'm just, I'm just giving the reality. I ended up getting a car that has no Bluetooth, no heated seats, no touchscreen, nothing. 
not all of the amenities that I had once before or that I wanted to have because I was impatient. And not only that, you know, to be honest with you, I've had more issues as far as like with my battery and my tires and all of that stuff. I've had more issues with that particular car than I did the first car. Not because I don't take care of my car. I take care of my car, y'all. But you get what I'm saying? All because I I was being impatient and I didn't really wait to see what car was best for me. It's the same concept. It's the same concept. That's not saying God isn't still going to protect me while I'm driving. That's not saying, you know, the car ain't going to break down on me or nothing like that. But it's it's the same concept whenever we are going through pursuing our dreams or just whatever it may be. And we are impatient in that moment. Not saying God still can't use that, that situation. Not saying he can't use your mess ups to turn around for your good. But you're, you're going through extra stuff now to maintain it or to get to it. When you didn't necessarily have to do that. And even then, when you get to the promise, you don't even have everything that God had designed for you to have. Because now those mess ups, in my opinion, he can restore. Let me just put that disclaimer out there. I don't want y'all to think I'm saying God can't restore because he can't. But the original, like, instead of having plan A, now, now you got, now you got plan B. It's still good. It's still a good plan. You still gonna, you know what I'm saying, be successful, but plan A had this over here. And because you were disobedient and moving out of your impatience, you know, now now you got plan B. And if you keep going, you're gonna have plan F. You know? So it's just kind of like be patient. It's it's not it's not easy. And it's it's okay to tell God that you're frustrated. It's okay to tell God, God, I don't, I'm getting frustrated right now. Like, what's, what's happening? What's happening? But also not, again, like I said, just focusing on being present in that moment, being present for where you are and what God is asking you to do where you are. Because he already showed you the promise. You know, you, what's for you is always going to be for you, right? So he showed you the promise. You know what it looks like. You just don't necessarily know how you're going to get there. And that is where your trust has to come in. That is where you really have to give it to God and just move when he tell you to move and stop when he tell you to stop. So that's my whole spill for today about being patient. Just just be patient, y'all. It's, I know it's hard. I know it's not easy, but I promise you being patient is going to be more beneficial than you not being patient and enjoy the journey while you're being patient. Because honestly, honestly, you learn a lot more lessons in the journey, in the process, and you appreciate your blessings more. You appreciate, you know, getting to that goal even more because you enjoyed what it taught you while getting to it. And that may be some life skills, some spiritual skills 
that you, you know what I'm saying, may take with you for the rest of your life. So that's pretty much all that I want to just encourage you all just to be patient. It's going to be worth it. So I will, from now on, just be more consistent. And I need y'all to hold me accountable. It's okay to write on the Instagram page like, we haven't heard from you. Hey, sister girl, we haven't heard from you. What you doing? Um, Because I need it. Like, I'm not, again, I'm not perfect. And I know life happens. And sometimes I don't do this like I'm supposed to. So I'm cool with y'all holding me accountable. But as always, I love y'all. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in for rocking with me this long and um i will have something else for you within the next week or two not sure what it's gonna be yet because y'all know i don't say nothing unless god tells me to say something so but of course i'm gonna do my due diligence and hold myself responsible by actually being in communication with god on what he wants me to say so with that being said i love y'all i hope y'all enjoyed it leave comments like share subscribe all that great stuff and we will see you next time